Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions and provides unbiased answers. Invest Talk, over 31 million downloads and counting. I wanted to get your opinion on ticker symbol. I just really like it as a long term play. Uh, appreciate the show, appreciate all the knowledge. Thanks, guys. Your participation makes it unique. 888 99Chart. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, August 17th, 2021. And of course, the summer is moving by pretty quickly. Falls upon us pretty, you know what? Uh, let's see, September 21st. Isn't that the official end of summer? So we've still got a month or so. And it certainly is a time to be distracted. And it's essential you maintain your portfolio focus. And, you know, there's been lots of volatility. Market's close to its highs. Had a down day today, but you still have to stay focused. Expect more volatility also. On today's program and podcast, we will operate with the same mission statement we always do, independent thinking and shared success. And, of course, this is our assurance to you that will provide accurate information that we 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 will help you as much as you can, we can, and your ideas sometimes helps us. We like that. Sometimes we get some great ideas. I mean, today I got an email from someone correcting me when I talked about uh, insurance the other day, so we'll talk about that quickly and make sure I want to get that corrected. Um, and you know, the the process that we use to to come to the conclusions that we make. Is something that we we do share with all clients and all prospective clients, and you as well. Now, obviously, over the radio radio airways and on the podcast, we can't go into the detail that you know we would like to or that we should, but we can give you the overall you know a picture of the positions that you ask about. And but you can ask about anything financial; it doesn't have to be about stocks. Anything financial, we'll talk about. Okay, so we're welcome all questions. We're live today, 4 to 5 Pacific time, Monday through Friday we're live. And uh, you can call us during the live program. The number is 888-99-CHART, but you can also call us afterwards, anytime, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Leave your question, and we promise to get to it. We will. So let's get right to our first listener line question. Hi, fellas. Uh, I've got a uh, stock of wondering whether or not I should hold on to. It's uh, Cirrus Logic, C-R-U-S. Uh, it's got pretty good fundamentals, but it's kind of been on a down downtrend, and uh, but it's kind of leveled off. It's just kind of gone sideways for a little while. But I'm just uh, wondering if you think I should hang on to it or should sell. Thank you. Bye. Okay, once the stock goes sideways for a while – it's obviously either going to break up or break down. So what you want to do is judge the odds of which direction it will take. Okay, Sirius Logic is a $4.5 billion company. This designs analog, mixed signals, ICS, and embedded software for audio and industrial energy markets. Okay, energy markets. So that's oil, natural gas, you know, even, you know, also wind i'm assuming and 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 solar 
Okay, I, I'm assuming that. I don't know that. But it says energy markets. It has made money, always has made money, has never lost money in all the years that I have data for. It's going to make $5.04 this year, up from $4.58 last year. That's a 10% gain. And then next year, another 10% gain. That's the estimates, $5.52. It's a $78.75 stock. Stellar's growth. Well, if you go back four quarters, it shrank 11% four quarters ago, then grew 30%. Then 5%, and the most recent quarter, 14%. So it's not that high of a growth. It's still growth company, but not as high as we would like to see. Mutual funds are maintaining their position, not add, really adding to it. So over the last year, quarter over quarter, they're not adding their positions. The P.E. ratio is 18. Going forward, the P.E. ratio will be about 15, 16. And the five-year range is 9 to 23. Return on equity is 21%. Cash flow is very strong at 538. So what I'm telling you is going sideways, and the longer it goes sideways and they maintain this kind of growth, the odds of the stock popping up are pretty high. But it's not growing that fast. So it's not going to be – it's about fair value right where it is. So it's not cheap. It's neither expensive either. It's not that either. It's fairly priced. So unless there's some big catalyst, you're going to have to be very patient to get um, this stock to continue going higher because there's there's got to be a catalyst for something, something exciting that they're doing. They, you know, and it's, the growth rate is not exciting. It's just it's just a decent growth rate. Okay, so the PE rate should be around 15, and it's 18 now. So there's no reason to expect it to do much different. But the longer it goes sideways, the more it earns money, the more it grows, eventually it should go up. My focus point today concerns a story. Employers have no return-to-office plans in place for one-third of remote remote workers. So employers don't have a plan to return to work for a third of their employees. That's going to be our, our main focus point. The labor market today is much different than it was just before COVID. I think we have a permanent change, and I've said that before. I think we have a permanent change in our labor market. We'll talk about that. I think it's an interesting topic to discuss. Okay? Other topics we're going to touch on. Did you see the 30-year mortgage and what it is, 2.77%? Uh, we'll talk about that briefly. Vanguard says the best investment to fight inflation is this. And I'm going to talk tell you what it is. And it's very interesting. Uh, remember, this is the best investment to fight inflation. Hmm. So what do you think that might be? And I'll give you a hint. It's not, it's not precious metals. It's not precious even though that's one of the better ones. Retail sales for July. We got those numbers. Kind of disappointing. That's where the market was down. J.P. Morgan remains bullish. Hmm. We'll talk about that. The Dow was down 282 points. The Nasdaq down 138. And the S&P 500 was down 32. So it was a pretty down day. And that is not, you know, and I do believe it was retail sales, the disappointment of retail sales that caused it. But, you know, we're still near highs, 52 highs. We really haven't had a correction yet this summer. We only have about, what, 30 days left? 
I mean, the summer, well, we don't necessarily have to have a correction in the summer, but generally we do. And generally, it could happen in September. I mean, September, October, November, it could happen anytime. I think we'll have a pretty normal cycle year, meaning we will be going into October in on a low. So this month or September, we're going to have some kind of correction. Of course, you know when people predict stuff like that, like I'm predicting, they're usually wrong. I, I am a firm believer you cannot necessarily predict the market. I can talk to you about tendencies. I can talk to you about history, but I can't tell you what it, the future is. But, you know, I, I can tell you the odds. I think the odds are more that we're due for a correction. We are. Okay, 888-99-CHARTERS is our number, everybody. 888-992-4278. Um, we will have a trivia question at the break, as we use, usually do when I'm on the show. It has to do with so, student loan debt. Student loan debt. Okay, so we'll get to that. We're heading to a break. Leslie from Georgia, hang on. You're coming up. You will be next on Invest Talk. 888-99-CHART. Summer's moving fast, and you can't afford to lose focus. So have your finance and investment questions ready and call Steve Peasley now. Invest Talk, 888 99Chart. 888 992 4278. Let's talk to Leslie in Georgia. How are you doing, Leslie? Good, good. I really enjoy the show. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I was looking at two banks, um, Signature Bank New York, SCNY, and Wells Fargo, WFC. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to know which one would be the better hold over the next five years. What was the first one? Um, SBNY. FDNY. SD as in boy. Oh, FB. Well, I like Wells Fargo. <laughs> Maybe I'm prejudiced. I don't know. They're a $200 billion company. They don't only pay a 1.6% dividend, but I like they're going to make $4.34. It's a $48 stock. So it's about a 12 PE, and that's on the lower end of the range, even though the range is 6 to 23. I don't like the return equity is 4%. That's pretty low that for a bank. But I like the fact that they just started turning their sales growth around. And they're big and safe. I like that part. Um, so that would be my pick. Um, if you were going to invest, uh, they were down as low as the 20s and the 20s, mid-20s and 2000. Uh, and today they're at 48. So they've already had a pretty good run. So I just don't know how much upside is left because it's so big, it's hard for them to grow very fast. But that would be my pick. Leslie, appreciate the call. Thank you for listening, too. Uh, my focus point today concerns a story about employers have to return to office, have no return to office plans in place for one-third of the remote workers. Now, we all know of people started working from home because of COVID. And I can tell by the freeways because I've always, I have never not went to the office. So I've gone to the office all the way through. I'm the only one uh, that has 
so I know exactly what the traffic's like. Remember, I'm in Southern California, and the traffic is still light compared to the previous time. So I know we're we're still in that period of time where you know the 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 workers are are uh, working from home. So um, one of the problems they're having, of course, is the new variant coming out, and so. Even if they had some of the companies that had plans, uh, those plans been uh, postponed or completely did away with until they see uh, the next wave come. You know, until that wave crests. Okay, and I've noticed uh, if you've seen the statistics that it's 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 uh, hitting mostly unvaccinated people, mostly. So, vaccinated people are really not at risk. I mean, of course, they have some risk, obviously, because there have been vaccinated people who've gotten it. And that's, of course, why the government is pushing for the booster shot, right? That's why they're doing it. But nearly 25% of those who are still working from home don't ever want to go back to, to the office. They're gonna, they want to work from home and stay home. They want to be remain uh, remote workers, and I have a feeling there's going to be a massive amount that will that will happen. That you will stay for home. I, I, that's why I say I think I think we have a um, a, a, a culture ch- cultural change going on here. So I think we're going to see more and more people not go back to work, work from home, and I actually think that might affect. Real estate prices, and because you can work from home from anywhere, really, right? You don't have to. As long as you have high-speed internet connection, you can work. You can move any any place you want to. And I think it was already moving. The workforce, the U.S. workforce, was always moving in that direction slowly. And I think all the COVID did was just speed up those plans, and it's permanent. Permanent. Listen to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And for investors and for investors, the need to remain vigilant is never 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 stops. It just doesn't. So be you gotta pay attention to what you what you have in your investment. And you've gotta prevent fear and greed deciding your decisions. So give me a call. Talk about it. 888 99 The stock market is volatile. It's constantly changing. So how are you positioned? Is your portfolio properly balanced? Or are you taking unnecessary risks? You can get guidance anytime for free if you go to investtalk.com and take the brief risk quiz. Greetings to Justin and Steve. This is Michael out of Redlands. I have a question about the T. Rowe Price Health Sciences Fund ticker symbol P-R-H-S-X. I'm interested in the fund due to the fact that every single day there's 10,000 baby boomers turning 65. And by 2030, every baby boomer will have reached that age. And the chart looks good. Historically looks good. I know that's not an indicator of what's going to happen in the future, but I do believe that these baby boomers and the medical industry will continue to need the services and grow. Just want to know your guys' thoughts on the uh, kind of a long-term play with this mutual fund. Thank you very much. Appreciate the information. So it's all a play on the health sciences sector. T. Rowe Price Health Science uh, 
mutual fund. And I do believe, and I've said this before, I think that's a good sector to be in. I think uh, I agree with you, the baby boomers, there's a big slug of us going through. We're, we're retiring in massive amounts. And as we get older, there'll be more and more health services needed for that group. So I do like it for that reason. Um, uh, and that's about all all really you can say about it. Uh, there would be a mutual fund that you just hold and don't do not do anything with it. Just leave it alone. Let it grow. You would look at the top 10 holdings or so and see if you like those holdings. And, they're, and it's just pretty diverse in that sector. So this is all you would need to invest in that entire sector. You don't have to have individual stocks in that sector if you're going to go this route. So, yeah, I like it. Nothing wrong with that. 888-99-CHART is my number. You can call anytime you want. The 30-year mortgage is at 2.77%. A month ago, it was at 2.95%. Three months ago, it was 296 And a year ago, it was 2.88%. So it's at a, a, a very close to its all-time low. 2.77% for a 30-year mortgage. Now, I have told you that I think the peak of the real estate market is in and being this low is fine, and it's very helpful for the real estate market, real estate market, but I think this is the low. So I think it has nowhere to go but inching its way up. Now, could it go lower? Of course it could. Of course it could. But if inflation stays with us like it has been, uh, it's hard for me to imagine that interest rates would go lower. But it could because the Federal Reserve could push it further down if it wanted to. But I have a feeling the Federal Reserve is getting close to making changes in its uh, policy. And I'm and there'll be minor changes, really in tweaking. But any change they're going to make is, is going to be uh, going to make rates on bonds go up, not down. Because they're looking at inflation, too. They're looking at a you know an economy that's pretty much recovered. They're looking at the unemployment rate falling half a percent last last month, and it's probably going to come down. So they see no reason to make anything, any looser policies. They don't see any for looser policies mean interest rates push them down further and have a bigger bond buying program that reduces, uh, increases liquidity in the market. They don't need to do that anymore. So their next move is probably on the upside in interest rates, and that means mortgage rates are probably at their bottom. Okay? You're listening to Invest Talk, everybody. I do appreciate you uh, calling and, and listening and rating our show. And let's tackle one of our iTunes review questions. Question about Oshkosh Stock, ticker OSK. They have deals with the U.S. and other uh, country militaries for a new battle vehicle that will replace the Humvee. Just wondering if this stock is good long-term play and a good buy point at this point. This is the U.S. is spending more and more money each year on defense and military. Thanks, love the show. Well, you got to remember that may change because usually, in general, we're talking about in general, usually Republicans in charge spend more money on material, military things, and Democrats in charge spend more money on social programs. That's just a generalization that is kind of true. So are they going to spend more money on military vehicles? Well, hopefully uh, they'll maintain the spending patterns 
Therefore, we can, as investors, can rely on them. And Oshkosh, OSK is a symbol, is a $7.8 billion company, manufactures specialty commercial, fire, emergency, military trucks, truck bodies, and crane components. Uh, they're going to make $8.42 next year. That's 28% higher than this year. This year was 33% higher than last year, six fifty three. So at eight forty two, the stock is at $114. So it's not cheap. It's not super expensive, but it's more on the expensive side than the cheap side. Recent sales were up 40%, the most recent quarter. The quarter, bef- the quarter before that, they were up only 5%. So can they, that, remember, that's built into the price. The top was about 138 or so, and it's fallen down to 114. So I think it's too late. I, I think it's too late to, you know, you got to wait for a more a more significant pullback below $100. As we, as you move into your senior years, it's best to be, to be debt-free, as we have pointed out many times. And so as we're headed into break, let, let's talk about our trivia question. What do you suppose is the average amount of student loan debt per person's age 62 and older in the U.S.? Student debt's for the older people. How many people are there in that group? At the break, I'll give you the answer. 888-99-CHARTERS, our number. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it. Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally. First with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far 
you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs. eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's Attack Resistance Platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You are listening to Invest Talk. Every Friday on the program and the podcast, Steve Peasley shares highlights from the newest edition of the KPP Premium Newsletter. Listen Fridays to Invest Talk. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls and questions. 888-99-CHART. Okay, before the break, I had a trivia question. What do you suppose is the average amount of student loan debt for persons age 62 and older in the U.S. we're talking about? And how many people are in that group? So it's probably no surprise that student loan borrowers who are in the oldest age group, which is 62 or older, are also members of the smallest group. Yet, roughly 2.3 million borrowers in this age group carry a substantial amount of student loan debt. 2.3 million of them. What, are they crazy? What kind of thinking are you, think, are you doing there? According to statistics from the U.S. Department of Education, Q4, quarter four, 2020, borrowers in this age group have an average balance of $37,739. This is the higher than, than what, 25 to 34-year-old age, fresh out of college, carry. Their average is 33. 
thousand. I mean, it's, I, man, this is what I, I do not understand. You're 62 or older, and you have this much student debt? I mean, I, I, I just think in general that makes absolutely no sense. Makes no sense. Unlike recent grads, however, folks in the 60s have had years of interest occurring, which will con- continue to drive up their student loan balances, make it difficult for them to ever pay it off. Uh, duh. You're moving into the age where your income is going to be down, not up. You're going to be retiring soon. Many people retire in their 60s, late 60s, retire because they have to, sometimes for health reasons, sometimes you just can't do the job anymore, and now you're going to be on fixed income, Social Security, and whatever savings you have. Well, you, Those people probably don't have a lot of savings or else they wouldn't have so much debt. Uh, so what can you do about it? Well, you can refinance and try to get the lowest percentage debt you can. Uh, you can file for bankruptcy. I don't know if that will work, um, depending on what else assets you have. Um, you know, to, to, when you move into retirement, people, you have to have no debt. No debt. Generally speaking, you should have no credit card debt, no home mortgage debt, no debt whatsoever. Because you no longer have an active income, generally speaking. So please concentrate on that before you get to retirement age. Anyways, let's keep things moving and uh, pivot back to Invest Talk Voice Bank for a question that came in earlier at 888-99-CHART. This is Tom in Tennessee. Thanks, guys, for all you do. have a kind of a quick question about the utility grid improvements, upgrades that hopefully are coming with the new stimulus and was wondering, would you guys focus on the utility operators or the companies like ABB that supply so much the uh, new equipment that would be needed for upgrades to substations and that sort of thing? I appreciate your insight on this and will be listening on the podcast. Thanks. I would not. I would not. I would not concentrate on the utility operator. They're going to call. They're going to. They're going to incur more debt because they're going to be able. They're going to upgrade. Yes, the government will help them and all that wonderful stuff. But who's going to benefit is the is the companies that make the parts that will allow the upgrade to happen. The they're they're the ones that are going to get the orders, more equipment, more more supply of whatever it is that these utility companies need to improve their grid. So that's why I would concentrate, you know, my search for new stock ideas. So that's what I think you should do. Okay. So let's keep moving along. This is the best talk. Let's make it two. This came in earlier from New York. Hello, guys. This is Luke from New York. Thank you, as always, for all the help you provide. My question is on carrier, symbol C-A-R-R. I have a position on it. I bought it at 42. It's a stock I want to hold long term. Just wanted to ask what's the next price range that I could purchase carrier again, keep buying on, on, on dips, or is there a support level that I should be looking at? Thank you. Have a good day. 
Carrier Global Corporation, a $47 billion company, so it's a pretty big company, designs, distributes, heating, ventilating, air conditioning, refrigeration, fire security systems. Earnings went up 34%, are going to go up 34% this year to $2.22, and then another 11% to $2.47. And I will tell you that that, that num- those numbers are already built into the price of the stock. Sales growth has accelerated in recent cro- uh, recent quarters, up 37% the most recent quarter, and before that was 21%. Before that was 2 before that was 4 So everybody knows this now. You're, you're, you're following it. You're... You're chasing returns on this one. It has gone up and up and up and up. It's now coming back off its 52-week high, which was, what, 57%? $57 a share is now 55. Uh, I wouldn't be interested in this stock until it pulled back all the way to the mid-40s. I would not. Uh, Because it's just gotten ahead of itself. Don't, 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 Don't chase it. The five-year P ratio is six to twenty-eight. Remember, it's a fifty-five dollar stock, going to make two dollars and forty-seven cents next year. So that's a twenty-one, twenty-two percent, twenty-one, twenty-two PE, and a range of six to twenty-eight. So it's high at the high end of its range. Don't chase it. Okay. On almost every program, a podcast, I like to reserve a minute or so to remind people of what we do at KPP Financial and what the benefits are. Justin Klein and I offer client investor uh, services through our company, KPP Financial. We are based in Irvine, California. That's in Orange County in Southern California. And, of course, one of the main benefits we have here is called uh, parallel investing. We obviously provide unbiased guidance. We do that all the time. But the parallel investing is where I buy the same things for myself as I do for the client. So I'm on the same side of the table as you are when it comes to investments. And I like that a lot. And so, you know, I, my my performance will track my client's performance. We have a number of uh, strategies we implement. We have like five different strategies from very low risk to pretty high risk, uh, depending on what you fit, what you want. Um, if you want us to take a look at your portfolio, we'd be happy to do that. You can call our office at KPP Financial Irvine, California, or send us an email. You can go to our website, uh, investtalk.com or uh, kppfinancial.com and click on the Contact Us button that sends an email directly to us. So, and after speak to us about 10 minutes, you'll realize that we're a little bit different. We are not, we are not trying to sell you anything. We'd be happy to have you as a client, but if you just need some help, we'll be happy to give you some of the advice as well. We will do that. We want, we like helping people. We want to help them any way we can. So give us a call. 888-99-CHARTER is our number on the radio. You can call us right now. We're live. Next up, we will play a stock question from a listener in Canada. That's coming up in about 30 seconds. Our Invest Talk mission is to help you make better investing decisions. To do that on your own, thumbs up or thumbs down choices based on good, solid investing principles. But we need your questions to keep us on track. 888-99-CHART or click on Contact Steve or Contact Justin on investtalk.com. Hi, Steve and Justin. Good afternoon. This is Sade from Toronto, Canada. I have a question regarding ticker symbol CLF. Cleveland Cliff. Sometime back, I 
picked up this talk, but then later I realized based on your feedback that that's uh, not a good choice. However, I'm currently at 30% profit on the table and I would like to reassess the scenario whether is it still a good stock to keep it for some more time or preferably a long term or should I walk off with my profit? Can you please advise? I will listen your response in the next forecast. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Bye. Okay, well, i probably take the profits and leave. Cleveland Cliffs is a producer of flat-rolled steel and supplier of iron ore pellets in North America. And the reason why, not that there's bad anything bad about the company, is it's a $12 billion company, but because their earnings are so erratic. For instance, in 2020, they made $0.06 cents a share, and you can understand that because of COVID. Before, that was $1.12 in 2019. 2018, it was $3.63. 2017, it was 71 cents per share. So what about going forward? This year, they're going to make $5.80. And it's a $24 stock. So you say, man, that is very low cost. That's a low PE. But next year, they're going to make $3.39, 42% less. That's what I don't like about it. It's so erratic in its earnings. One of the re- Another reason I don't like it is the debt is very high. They're carrying a lot of debt. So um, they don't pay any dividend. Uh, the return on equity, ROE is only 2%. I like mine to be in the teens, and this is only 2%. Sales growth has been very strong. That's the bright light, the good news. I mean, the most recent quarter, 362% growth. Before that, it was always 1,000% growth. Before that, 300% growth. Before that, a 196. Those are the last four quarters. So the sales growth has done very well. But why isn't the earnings following suit? It did this year, but next year it's going down. Why? And the stock has done very well. Going from $3 a share to 26 today is at 24 uh, Well, uh, I, think, I think you've had a really nice run. What makes you think it'll keep going up? Could it keep going? Sure. But I think you're too late to be buying this stock. Too late. Let's go to Mike in San Jose. How you doing, Mike? I mean, good, thank you. I was hoping you could give me your opinion on Roku. I've been eyeing on it, waiting patiently. you think it's a good time to pick some stock? Okay, let's take a look at Roku. Uh, Roku Inc. Uh, out of San Jose develops streaming entertainment devices for delivering entertainment to the television. They're going to make $1.61 next year per share, make $1.20 this year. Before that, but they've been losing per share. So they're finally making money, uh, but it's a $357 stock. I mean, you got to have a lot of faith in this company uh, that they continue to grow. Like it has. Like the most recent quarter, 80% of sales growth. Before that was 79. Before that was 58, 73. I mean, it's had very strong sales growth over the last two years per quarter, every quarter. So it was losing money year over year over year. And then to this year, they're finally going to make money for the first time. Next year, and they're also going to make money. So they turn the corner. The question you have to ask, is it worth $357 a share when they're going to make $1.61 and they're growing 80%? I think that's a little steep even for a high-growth stock. Um, if you have a lot, I, where, I don't where, know. Where would you n- buy it? 
Go ahead. What'd you say? At what price you think it'd be worth looking at it? I think. Well, I, I would think about three to three twenty-five. Then I'd be much more okay. interested. Um, even that, even that is expensive, but the sales growth has been pretty stellar. So I'd be interested in that that price range. Mike, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. R O K R O K U, Roco Inc. Eight 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 ninety nine chart eight 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 nine nine two four two seven eight Vanguard says the best investment to fight inflation is commodities. Now, do you know what a beta is? Beta is uh, beta is a relationship between some base number and the particular equity or sector that you're looking at. So if inflation is the beta, and every time inflation goes up 1%, what would happen to other assets? Do they go up, go down? How much do they go up? And that's the beta. So the beta of commodities compared to inflation, for every 1% increase in inflation, the beta is 7 to 9, meaning it's much more volatile up on the upside. Treasury inflation protected tips, treasury bonds, the beta is one to one. So that's not very good. Okay, Uh, so every 1% increase, the best investment would be in the commodities, at least according to history. Guess what? Right now, that's not happening. It's not. Even though we're having lots of inflation, the tech stocks still are the champions. (laughs) So... So far, it has not really happened. Now, the question to ask is, inflation going forward, is it going to increase, reduce, stay the same? And what should work going forward? Because, you know, looking backwards doesn't help you. I think I'd play the odds and make sure I have some commodities in my portfolio. Play the odds. And I think that's a smart thing to do. Okay. Retail sales were down 1.1%. They expected it to be down three-tenths of 1%, and it was up seven-tenths of 1% the month before. If you take out autos, retail sales was down four-tenths of 1%. They expected it to be up two-tenths of 1%. So I think that was the driver of stock prices today on the downside. Retail sales were not very good. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. We have on one goal here, one goal only, and that's to help you achieve financial freedom. And we'll do our best to help you get there. But you've got to do your part. Give us a question. 888-99-CHART. Invest Talk is all about above average investing for the average investor. And the question is, during a market downturn, do dividends stay fairly steady? Um, I wanted to see if you thought that that was a safer place to park the money for long term. Just kind of wondering if this stock is a value trap. What's your question? You're the best person to ask it. 888-99-CHART. Invest Talk is here to help. And when you download the free Invest Talk podcasts, don't forget to rate and review. The phone lines are open, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve and Justin, thanks again for what you guys do. Really appreciate it here. Hey, I've got a dividend question. I've heard you guys say in the past that when a dividend is paid, the share price actually goes down to reflect that dividend that was paid. 
So I'm just kind of curious where the benefit is to holding these dividend stocks, high dividend paying stocks. What am I missing with that? And then also, if you could elaborate just a little bit on the X dividend date and exactly how that works. Uh, just kind of curious if there is a benefit to purchasing a stock just prior to the X dividend date. Hey, thanks again. Appreciate what you guys do. And I'll uh, listen for your uh, response on the podcast. No, there's no benefit at all. Prying the stock just before it goes ex-dividend. Ex-dividend date is the announced date by the company of when they're going to pay the dividend and how much it is. So they'll announce it three weeks from now, we're going to pay 32 cents a share on such and such a date. That's going to be the dividend for this quarter or this year, however they announce it. Um, the dividend is giving you, the shareholder, some of the profits the company has. You're the owner of the company. You deserve some of the profits, okay? If the company's not growing, how are you ever going to, you know, what if they're a big, old, stable company? How are you ever going to benefit? You benefit through the dividend. And, yes, the price goes down. The price of the stock goes down the exact amount of the dividend. So overnight, it'll, it'll open up exactly down the, the amount of dividend at the opening on the ex-dividend date. Okay, and so if you're in the stock market and you want income, that's what dividends provide, income. Some companies like utilities don't really have much growth, if any. So there are certain companies that don't have much growth, so they have to attract investors through the dividends. Okay? Um, uh, if you remember, right, last week I talked about insurance and where there was a big exclusion uh, of uh, insurrection and war. I had an email from uh, a retired CPCU person. CPCU was, is a designated name is Dan. I won't give the last name. CPCU is the brainiacs in the insurance business. They, they passed this, uh, some very difficult courses to become a CPCU. Anyway, he says that, he says that even though I, I, you know, pretty much I'm correct about war and, and insurrection, that riot and civil commotion and vandalism and malicious mischief may be covered, not excluded. So I might be out of date with my information because I was insurance long ago. So uh, it is possible all those fires and riot, fires you see in these riots that, that there's coverage there. So of course you got to read your insurance policy and make sure that it says those things. Talk to your agent about that. I find agents don't really know what's inside the policy. <laughs> they really don't know what the exclusions and conditions are and limitations. They they have a general understanding, but they don't know the details. Uh, um, J.P. Morgan remains bullish. Remains bullish. They are. This is a quote from their investment VP guy. Uh, they prefer value names over growth at this point. They think bond yields are going to slowly rise by year end. That ties in one of what I said at the beginning of the show. I think uh, we're, the Fed is not going to be putting any pressure for rates to go down, and we're at the very lowest rates, both in mortgages and bonds, that we're probably going to see this cycle. But we won't know that. I mean, history, we won't know that until looking back. But I do think the Fed is going to be watching inflation very closely. They said they're going to let it run 
for a while. Well, it's running at about 5.5% right now. That's more than the long-term average of 3 and 3.5. Three and uh, it's over twice what it was a year or so ago, two years ago. So it is running pretty high. Will they let it keep going? I think they will. I think until it gets 6 7 8% will they actually start to worry. But they think it's going to come down, they meaning the Federal Reserve. They think it's going to start to ease. And we saw that the CPI, the, uh, CPI and the PPI, which is Consumer Price Index and the Consumer Price Index, did kind of soften last month. Later in this week, we're going to have the PCE inflation numbers, which is, by the way, the Federal Reserve's favorite inflation number to look at. And that'll give us another look at the picture of inflation in our economy. Let's see. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family about Investop.com. It's a free podcast for everybody. You can get them anytime you want at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Investop.com, and be sure to review and rate us on iTunes. We will appreciate you doing that for us. And uh, let's see. You know you can browse the podcast by topics. You know, depending on what you what you're looking for, 401k, interest rates, you know, market volatility, Chinese, any any topic that you can think of, you can browse by. Independent thinking, share success. This is the best talk, everybody. Enjoy your evening. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, Call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein, chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.